0: Welcome to episode three of board meeting. I'm your host Courtney Stoffel. Today we're talking with Northern Colorado real estate expert Lauren Galbate. I'm really excited to pick her brain and tell you guys about how the real estate world connects with the general contracting world. So without further ado, let's get it going. Lauren, thank you so much for joining us.
1: Yes. Thank you for inviting me. This is so exciting.
0: I am so excited to have you. I am really looking forward to learning more about your industry and how your role
1: intertwines with the general contracting world. Yeah, I would agree. I would I would definitely um, say I'm excited to learn more of your world as well. Um, you know, this, you know, roofing and everything, that is a huge part of real estate um, for the home buyers, home sellers. And so this is, you know, this makes a lot of sense to me.
0: Awesome. Well, tell us a little bit more about yourself. You have backgrounds in literally everything. <laughs> you yeah. you are a total rock star. So just tell us about, you know, yourself, where you kind of come from, what you're doing now, all those things.
1: Yeah. So I got my uh, business marketing degree at UNC and I love marketing. I thought, you know, for a long time, I would make it into the corporate world. That was kind of what I envisioned for myself when I was in school. Um, you know, got out of college and had a few different marketing roles, uh, landed job at Madwire, which is where you and I met. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, that was great. We learned a lot about digital marketing, um, small business marketing and stuff like that. And then while I was there, you know, my dad had his real estate license. He was actively um, working the market, and he just kept bugging me, like, "Lauren, you would love this. Like, this is so your type of um, job and daily life and everything." And he just k- kind of kept plugging in my ear and tell me more and more about his um, his transactions, his clients. You know how the marketing works in real estate, and I always found the real estate marketing very interesting. Um, so I decided, I wasn't sure if I wanted to jump fully into real estate, you know, that's always a scary thing because it's not salary-based, you know, you are working on commission. You don't know when your next paycheck's going to be. I mean, it's a, it's a completely different world, especially for somebody who's, um, you know, under 30 years old and, um, you know, trying to figure that whole thing out. And so I decided to take a job in property management, and so I worked for a company in Greeley and I learned a lot. Um, property management is no joke. Like that is a tough job. I will tell you the stories I, could, I we could probably do a whole podcast on property management, like horror stories, um, you know, <laughs> including roofing stuff. And <laughs> so, you know, that stuff was um, wild and, but I did learn a lot about real estate. And so in order to be a property manager, um, officially you have to get your real estate license. And so I started working on that. And then, you know, I, you know, my dad kept kind of bugging me still. He was like, you know, I'm glad you're in the property management, but I want you to come work with me. We'd be a great team. And so eventually I decided to, um, you know, take the leap and join him as a team member and become a full-time real estate agent.
0: That's awesome. Well, and I think like your marketing background, because I know that, you know, Both you and I marketed for real estate agents at Madwire. (laughs) And so I think with that marketing background and then going into property management, you are crushing it at real estate. Mm -hmm. And I think that those pieces, those stepping stones have really helped, you know, get you to where you are. Because I think there's a lot of people that jump into real estate and they don't know those other pieces. And Mm -hmm. some people can kind of drown.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think a lot of people have their skill sets. And, you know, I, like I said, I mean, I kind of came in with my skill set as marketing. You know, we were client facing, so we're good with um, clients and um, being organized with transactions. But, you know, I'm a first time homeowner. I've, been living in my home for two years and I haven't had to replace a roof or, you know, I, I, we bought new construction, so we didn't do an inspection. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I do that, all that stuff with my clients now, but that side of things is not really, um, something we learned in school. And so, you know, that's kind of where my dad has come in as a great mentor. He's you know, uh, built, I think four or five houses. Now they've moved to a few different houses, different States and things like that. And he has so much experience on that side of things. He just replaced his roof actually. Um, I think like two years ago. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we talk through that, but then, you know, you're, you're working with all these clients and every single transaction is different. Um, I mean, there's just so many different things that come up and, you know, some of it is just working with, um, you know, a tougher client or working with a tough Um, I guess, other side of the table, you know, people or the house is tough to work with, or, you know, I mean, there's just a million things. And so, um, you know, I'm fortunate to come in with at least the marketing side of things. um, But I definitely feel like I have a lot to learn um, still and just kind of learning the ins and outs of homes. Yeah, well, there's a lot of pieces.
0: (laughs) to So So I I think I just kind of learn like, is one of those things where you learn as you go. But I Mm -hmm. want to kind of talk about the inspection process as a real estate agent. So could you maybe walk us through some of the inspection items that you run into or things that typically fail inspection or that you have to get um, repaired or replaced before closing?
1: For sure. Yeah. So I guess for our buyers, most first-time home buyers don't really understand what inspection is or know how that works. And so um, when you go under contract, you pick your house, you find the one that you love, um, one of the first steps is an inspection period, and so you don't have to get an inspection. I have always recommended it. I think um, the more you know about the house that you're buying, you know, which is one of the biggest purchases of your life, the better off you'll be. And so, what you do is, um, you know, there's you, typically your real estate agent would recommend a few different inspectors. You pick that one. You know, you pick one, you call one, get it scheduled they go through the entire house. They, you know, check the roof, they check the plumbing, the HVAC, the furnace, the AC, all the sinks, the toilets. Um, They check every single outlet, appliances. They run like the oven, they run the dishwasher. I mean, everything, everything that you can think of. They look at the um, foundation. I mean, anything and everything you can think of. It's, it's a, I mean, hour long process. Um, And it's so worth it because once they're done, the way we like to do it is, um, you know, go at the end of their inspection and get kind of a debriefing. So they're able to walk you through and show you some of the the major concerns, um, you know, kind of critical items, not like, um, oh, this handles a little um, loose or whatever, nothing like that, I guess, but hey, there's a leak under the kitchen sink or, you know, let's talk about the roof or, you know, the windows are not sealed anymore. Um, so then once that happens, you know, that's kind of when you have your conversation with the inspector, with your real estate agent on, you know, what is a concern? Sometimes there's nothing, you know, sometimes it's a really well-maintained house. Um, everything is looking tip top shape, no need to worry about anything. And so the next step is typically an inspection objection, which your real estate agent would submit for you. And it would just include items that you would like the seller to fix before closing. And this doesn't mean that they have to, because they can always come back and negotiate and say, "I'm not going to do any of it," or "We'll do some of it," or "We'll just give you a credit so you can do it yourself." Um, so there's a few different options there. But you know, the big ones that we always focus on is um, like typically getting the furnace serviced, um, making sure the AC works, uh, you know, plumbing, hot hot water heaters, things like that. And then definitely the roof. Um, You know, the roof is always a big one. And it's it's a tougher conversation sometimes because there's a lot of factors into it. You know, there's the age of the roof, um, you know, it's in good shape, but maybe it's older or it's only four years old and it's in really bad shape, you know, so situations like that kind of come up and that's, you know, not for buyers to really have to decide on by themselves. It's really, um, a conversation that they'll have with a real estate agent. And, um, you know, your real realtor should be able to recommend kind of the best course of action at that point.
0: Awesome. Yeah, no, I, I think that that's great. And it's really cool that you guys offer the support through that process, because as you said, as a homeowner, you, you had a new build, there wasn't an inspection period, you know, we're seeing more and more people going into newer builds. And so maybe in their second home, they decide not to go that route and they've never gone through that process before. And so sure. they really don't know what they're walking into. And you're absolutely right. It is a huge investment and you want to make sure that number one, the investment that you're, you know, mm-hmm. you're, you're going into is well-maintained. It, it's in good shape because you don't want to run into all these issues later on down the road
1: at your own expense. Right. I mean, you know, a roof is really expensive. Um, Replacing a water heater, a furnace. I mean, do you have 10 grand to, you know, drop, um, you know, within a a year or two, if you buy, you know, once you buy your house, I mean, most people don't,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, most people don't plan on that. And so it's always good to um, really focus on those items. And that's definitely what the inspection is for and gives you a good, good idea of how well everything's kind of um, running, I guess at that point in your house. And it's just good to know how your house is going to hold up and kind of what to game plan. You might have a furnace that's good now, but they're like, you know, it's going to be, you know, two, three, you know, four five years, whatever, um, that you're going to have to replace that. And so you need to start saving for that basically. And so it's just really good information to know and just makes you a more knowledgeable buyer. Yeah, absolutely.
0: So would you, what are some of the biggest things that you have seen during your inspections that may impact the sale price of a home or things that, you know, you've advised your sellers to, or advise the sellers or whatever the case may be to giving you, giving the buyers a credit or just going ahead and replacing it. What
1: are some of those, some of those items that you've run into? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good question. Um, there, It's been so all over the board. You know, the roof is a really big one. Um, you know, we had a client go under contract and we did, so we did a walkthrough, you know, so we did a showing, she loved it, um, wanted to bring her girls back the next day. And sometimes when you're seeing a bunch of houses, um, you know, five, six showings in a row, you kind of, you know, don't have a lot of time and you're kind of, um, you know, especially if you like the place a lot, you aren't really looking at the details as much. Mm -hmm. And so the second showing, you know, we started realizing that there were some little funky kind of things going on. Like the, the wood floor had been like half of the wood floor had been replaced, but it didn't match. And it didn't really connect very well at one point. And it was like, well, that's not great. Um, and then, you know, you start realizing some other kind of DIY stuff in the house that, you know, the seller, it looked like had kind of taken care of. And so, you know, that's that's fine. We'll get our inspection um done and see, you know, how everything looks. And so we had our inspection, we show up and um the inspector, you know, had what is called a seller's property disclosure. And what that is, is every seller has to fill out this property disclosure on their house. So basically if they know anything that is wrong with the house. And also it just includes like the age of the roof, age of the furnace, age of the uh, hot water heater, stuff like that, just to kind of give everybody a good idea. And the inspector takes that so that they can kind of have a better um, picture when they're looking through everything. And so I believe the roof said it was six years old mm-hmm. and this house was built in 19 like 98. Um, And so he was like, I, don't believe this you know he basically was trying to be um cautious about his words because he what he was basically saying is that six years like there's no way this roof looks so much older so and and, and it's really in bad shape and he hadn't gotten a chance to go into the attic i believe um to really get a better look and he was going to do that after we left um, and give us kind of a better idea of what was going on up there. But he just was like, there's no way he's like, there is like some tree damage. You know, there were some taller trees that kind of smacked around in some areas. Um, but he was just like six years. There's just no way. And so what he ended up finding was that there were, um, it was a DIY roofing job where the roof was replaced, but it was just put on the existing roof. So the original roof,
0: Oh
1: wow. um, And there was some leakage in the attic, you know, water damage, I guess. And so it just really didn't look good. And I believe, um, we pulled, we looked for permits, um, you know, that were uh, filed with the city and couldn't find anything. And so that was a major concern. And so even though our client loved the house, she, she wasn't really ready to make the decision just yet. And, you know, I'm not a roofer I'm not a contractor and so I'm never going to definitively say you should do this you should do that you know cuz I'm just not the expert um so what i asked my client to do was call a roofing contractor and have them get a second opinion and he went up there and he called her and was like if i were you i would not buy this house <laughs> and so basically he just was like this is i mean either you don't you walk away now or you ask for them to replace the roof completely, um, you know, or I mean, yeah, I guess those were the two options that we were kind of looking at. And, you know, we kind of talked to the listing agent and he was like, there's no way the seller's gonna replace the roof. And so we walked away. Um, but that was kind of scary because even though it said six years old, I mean, he, the seller was saying that what he put on top was six years old, which is true. Um, but it wasn't a good job and there was water damage and it had to be replaced. There's just no way a buyer would be comfortable, um, in, in purchasing a house that most likely the roof would just have to be replaced and there's 20 grand or whatever, you know, out the door. And so, um, that was, that was an interesting one that was, um, you know, smart of the client to get a second opinion, get an actual roofing contractor up there and kind of take a look. And so that's a big one. I would definitely say, um, you know, same thing with HVAC stuff. I always recommend getting those at least serviced. Um, you know, we've had, we had a seller who had, I think maybe gosh, like an eight-year-old furnace or I'm sorry, water heater. I want to say, actually two water heaters. They had a pretty large house Um, and the buyers wanted both of them completely replaced. Um, They worked just fine. There was no heating issues. You know, there wasn't like there, there was a problem getting hot showers, you know, that type of thing. Um, But they wanted those both replaced and that, you know, came up in the inspection objection. That was, I mean, I think like 10 grand or something. It was, it was a lot. And so we had to kind of go through those negotiations. And so um, the bigger items can be a big concern. Um, and you know that does affect the sale price because you know you're kind of as a seller, I mean you don't really have a whole lot of options um, unless you just say no and, and the buyer walks away and then you're going back on the market. So that that's kind of tough. I think um, the bigger ones are always a problem. Um, the other things that I feel like I see are probably carpets being a little, outdated um, or worn. And so they want those replaced or they'd like a credit to replace the carpet or um, redo the the floor basically. Um, I think those are kind of the big ones. What do you, I mean, is there anything else you could think of? Honestly, no. I mean, those are pretty
0: big ones. When we sold our home, I guess it's been almost two years ago now. I mean, we ran into inspection objections just from like an aesthetic standpoint. Um, and so yeah. we had to negotiate a lot there. Uh um, really. Yeah. Yeah. The, what
1: was like, one of the big ones
0: that kind of shocked you? Um, well, you, you were in our old house, our our brick wall. Yeah. Um, when we Beautiful. when we purchased the house, it hadn't been mortared. Okay. And we had all the material in the garage to mortar it. Um, but the previous owner decided not to do it. And okay. we just never got around to doing it. Sure. And, and so that was a huge one. Um, they yeah. wanted us to mortar the wall and we're like, all right, well, we'll just give you a credit to do that. Cause all yeah. the material is in the uh, garage. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: and then the other one, the other big one was the sump pump. Um, mm-hmm. The basement had been finished and there was a sump pump, but there was no um, pump. <laughs> there was a sump, oh, you know, right, pump. right. <laughs> and when you have a sump pump, you have to have a dedicated electrical outlet for that for that pump. You can't have it run on circuits that you can't have it run on a circuit that anything else is on. It has right, to be its own sure. dedicated circuit.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so that was one where we were just like, originally we were going to do it ourselves because Tom is a general contractor and we know how to do that. Yeah, but we we're like. I mean, I was also pregnant at the time and I was just like, you know, this, it might just be easier to give her credit.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Like Let's just uh, be done with this and let them handle it from here.
0: Yeah. So those, I mean, that's like my experience with those things, but again, it was more of an aesthetic thing. She was going to have their floors refinished on her own. Fortunately, we didn't have to deal with that. Um, And we lived in a townhome and the townhome was managed by the HOA. So all the stucco, the roof and everything was all under the HOA. So we didn't have to, we okay. do not have to
1: mess with that. Yeah. I think something that buyers also consider, um, that sellers maybe forget is that, you know, most of the time, almost 90% of the time, 95% of the time, buyers are moving straight into their house from their last place mm-hmm. that they were living in. And so, um, the idea of ripping up carpet, uh, as they're trying to move in, you know, having to not unpack right away, basically, because all the floors are being done or, um, you know, having a bathroom remodeled or a kitchen remodeled or, you know, anything really interior is, is such a pain. And so a lot of times they don't, they don't want the credit, you know, they want it to be fixed before they move in,
0: yeah.
1: um, because they just don't want the pain of, and hassle of having to deal with people coming in their house. And, Um, not being able to use their kitchen or their floors or be able to walk on this for a little while. And so that's always a pain. The great thing about roofing is that, you know, you can be in your house and it, I mean, it's can be a little loud, um, but you know, it's not like it's going to disturb your everyday life. So that's kind of the, the nice thing there. I would say Um, some sellers are like, well, I'm just going to, you know, I don't, I don't really want to, you know, replace the carpet. It's like, they, you know, they're going to have nowhere to put their stuff because they're going to have to do that. And Schedule that and all the things, and so that's just one um, little thing that I think sellers sometimes forget.
0: Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to do that. No. Anyways, I wouldn't want to do that as a buyer, no. unless we had like time to move sure. in, and that yeah. wouldn't be a big deal. But for sure, it is a pain. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, go ahead. Oh no, that's it. Yeah. So, what would you say? Like, would. Would you say that that's something that you guys talk with a lot? Like when you are make when you're doing a listing, what do you advise some of those things when you're getting ready to prepare a property that may need some of those things done in the future?
1: Yeah. So we almost always, um, recommend getting a home inspect, a seller getting a home inspection prior to listing, um, Depending on the age of the house, you know, if it's a fairly new house, we don't, you know, it's that's not too big of a concern. Um, but if you know the sellers have been there for uh, you know, five, ten years, maybe it's an older home, I mean, anything past that, we absolutely recommend getting an inspection because it allows them to kind of get an idea of what could come up in inspections, and we kind of like we use a no surprise strategy with our listings because the last thing we want to do is uh, you know get through you know get under contract um, have the inspection come up and the buyers you know want a twenty thousand dollar credit to replace the roof or they want us you know they want them to replace the roof at that point um, you know and that's a lot that's a lot and that's there's not a lot of time um, you know some you know, closings can take 30 45 days and so there's not a lot of time to kind of get that stuff done and so we definitely recommend having a full inspection done so that we can kind of prepare. Um, it also allows the sellers to kind of fix things up um, if they know of certain things, so that they can really hold on to their um, listing price, this, the sale price that they really truly want. They can kind of hold on to that and not fear that that's not an appropriate price because of um, the maintenance and the you know fixing that they kind of did or you know any of the repairs that they made. Um, so that's definitely a strategy we use.
0: Awesome. And what would you say a seller can do to maybe better prepare their home for a sale in order to get the best possible offer? So you don't have to go through all these inspection items and things like that.
1: Um, yeah. So besides the inspection, which is definitely the biggest thing we recommend, um, you know, I, I also do staging. I think that is so important. And I think a lot of people underestimate the value of staging. Um, and I'm not saying bringing in furniture and I have like a whole warehouse full of, um, you know, decorations and furniture pieces and things like that. I strictly mean, um, so decluttering, um, uh, but I don't really like to call that, call it decluttering. Cause some people don't, you know, they're like, well, this is all my stuff. Um, it's more like pre-packing That's like what I, you know, try to call it. Um, you know, if you go under contract, you have 30 to 45 days to pack up your entire house. And if you have a big house, I mean, that's a lot of work. Even if you have a smaller house, I mean, I can't even imagine 30 days right now, like packing up my house. Um, and so I like to do staging, um, appointments with my sellers and basically, you know, they get a bunch of uh, storage bins and we go through and I'm just like, pack that stuff up. And it's typically personal items. It's, um, we kind of have a rule of like anything smaller than a bowling ball or like a melon or honeydew whatever, whatever you call it, um, should just go into a bin and be, you know, prepackaged, And then you can put that into your garage. Um, most of the time people, so garages are rarely, um, you know, photographed for listing photos, which is pretty nice. Um, because most people keep all their junk in their garage. Unless you have a really cool garage. Like I know you guys had a little man cave situation for Tom at uh, the last garage. Yeah. A little TV out there. Had some little mini fridge. I mean, that's pretty cool. Um, so maybe in that situation, you wouldn't pack that whole thing up. Um, but that's kind of, you know, a, a big thing. And um, just kind of making it look a little bit less personal, a little bit more kind of like a model home. I know it sounds kind of silly, but you know, people want to see what their furniture is going to look like in there. And, and most of the times the the homes that they're looking at, you know, it's Pinterest, it's beautiful pictures on Instagram, it's model homes and things like that. And so, um, you know, it, it, I, I believe it affects the sale price and it, we have a higher chance of getting the sale, the listing price for our sellers with a little bit of staging
0: that's awesome yeah no I completely agree and most people I think they don't want to see a lot of your own stuff because chances are you probably don't have the same taste <laughs> and so it's sure. hard to visualize your stuff in there for when sure you've got something that's completely opposite of your taste just like glaring at you so I yeah I agree with that yeah
1: um, I mean, um, another sorry another thing I was going to say is that um, sometimes if sellers have, quite a bit of time. They're like, Hey, we're, we're not going to list until this summer. You know, we're like six months out. Can you give us some items of things that we can do to, to spruce things up or um, update the house? And a lot of times things like, um, a fresh coat of paint can do wonders. And so there, there's definitely a list of things that you can kind of do that wouldn't break the bank. It wouldn't be too tough, but it would absolutely help, um, hold that sales price that you're kind of looking for.
0: That's awesome. And so would you say that that, like, even something as simple as a fresh coat of paint, like, do you think that that could impact the resale value or add just a little bit of equity of the property?
1: I do. I think, you know, when, depending on, you know, the type of buyer, a lot of people are looking for a uh, move and ready home, you know, they're like, like we were kind of talking about with like the carpet, um, having to replace that when you first move in is, is such a hassle. Um, it's not a fun move at that point, because you're, there's so many projects that you have to do. And so when you come in, and there's, um, you know, bright pink walls in all the kids bedrooms, or there's, um, you know, a really dark red color in the family room that's just as you know, been there for 20 years, you know that, you, okay, I love the house. I'm going to have to do some painting. But sometimes that just kind of in a buyer's eye looks a little outdated, like not updated or, or not maintained very well, I guess, not in trend. And so they might come in with a low ball offer um, because they have that feeling. But if you just went with like some more neutrals or something like that, you know, they're going to say, hey, no, they they this is a really nice house. We're not going to have to do a whole lot when we move in. Um, So I, I do feel like stuff like that does affect the resale value uh, or or the resale, I guess. And then, um, you know, it does kind of allow um, a little bit more of, you know, for, for buyers, they're not really questioning whether they're going to have to drop a bunch of extra money after they, you know, close on their house to kind of um, bring the house up to their standards or their liking, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, no, that's a really good point. I personally just always thought like, if I have a crazy wall, <laughs> I'm probably gonna paint it <laughs> before I list it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you think that, but most people you'd be surprised. <laughs> no you know, like green walls for other yeah. people. I guess. <laughs> you know, like, what do you mean you don't like this yellow, uh, you know, bright yellow wall in the kitchen? It's like, okay, that was really cute twenty years ago. <laughs> but you know, it's just, it's just a pain. And so, yeah, yeah, it, it's definitely, um, you'd be surprised how many houses I see. of just like, come on, you could just do a quick little, you know, Home Depot run and repaint that wall. And I mean, your bars will be happy. So yeah. Yeah.
0: So what is your favorite, just to kind of wrap this up, I want to hear about your favorite home project that you've seen in some of your listings or even in some of your sales.
1: Hmm. Okay. Okay. So I actually have, so one of my listings right now, um, it's a fun ranch that they have and the, the owners, they are really fun, social people. They like to have parties. They like to have gatherings at their house all the time. Um, and so when you first walk in there originally was um, just a wall to the left-hand side. And there was, um, that was the laundry room. Um, so you would walk around and get to the laundry room and everything. So instead of doing, keeping it that way, they, and they didn't have a bar in the house anywhere. They decided to get rid of the laundry room basically and put in a full wet bar with like a kegerator and a wine chiller and a big screen TV and everything. Um, and so when you first walk in, there's just this amazing bar And I think that is so fun because I mean, it just kind of shows the personality of the owners and it just like completely invites fun. And um, I, I love it. So that, that has been one of my most recent favorite uh, home projects that I've seen. Um, Let's see. I know. So my parents actually did something really cool to their house. They're not selling or anything, but I think, I mean, they definitely kept um, resale at some point in mind when they do this home pro- project, but, um, their house, they originally just had kind of a little concrete pathway up to their door, a little stoop, nothing where you could put a bench or sit out front basically at all. And, um, their house faces, uh, Northwest kind of. And so Colorado sunsets are just gorgeous. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and they could never really watch them from the front house unless like they pulled out. Like lawn chairs. <laughs> and so instead, they decided to redo their entire front porch area. They, they even took out the um, driveway and did stamped concrete all the way up, you know, the driveway stamped concrete and then a path and basically kind of this like little castle area um, in front. And so one side uh, has a huge fire pit and stamped concrete seats around it, which is really cool. And then the other side has a cute little like Kind of like breakfast nook almost type thing that you can kind of sit at and everything. And so um, there's also this really cool wall, um, kind of adding some privacy to it. But it is just like my new favorite thing. They get to just see neighbors, people come, we sit outside. You know, we'll even um, throw on our like winter clothes, you know, winter jackets and gloves and stuff and sit by the fire outside. And it is just, Been such an amazing addition. I just think it looks really beautiful. And so it's something that I've actually been thinking about doing for my own house. Um, But yeah, that's kind of been my favorite so far.
0: I love that. That is so cool. What a cool way to just transform that space so you can take advantage
1: of the mountains and the sunset. It's so true. I know it's, it was really smart on there. I mean, they're great with their house. And so I wasn't surprised. They're, they're smart with design. And my dad sees houses all the time and he always comes home to my mom and he's like, hey, so I have an idea. (laughs) <laughs> and she's like, "Oh my gosh, here we go!" But then she loves it. She's like, "Let's do it!" And so, yeah, they're they're actually working on a tiki bar in their basement right now. Um, oh, fun! I want to yeah, so yes, absolutely. A little mai tai situation. You'll come over. over oh, time. Love it, love it. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that's kind of all I have for you. And I just want to say thank you so much for joining. And I learned a ton. This was awesome. I I think that a lot of people, there's a lot of elements to real estate and buying and selling that people don't necessarily think about when other than like the aesthetic things, you know? Yeah. And so I, I really appreciate you taking the time and I'm really excited to come to your parents' house and see what they did.
1: <laughs> but also, I'm just excited, <laughs> excited that
0: you were able to join us.
1: Yes, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited for your podcast. I can't wait to hear all the episodes come out. Um, I just think this information is super valuable to um, buyers, sellers, people trying to get into this industry. I mean, it's just going to be really good information. So I'm excited for you guys. It's great. Thank you so much. And if you
0: are in the Northern Colorado area or you're looking to move to Northern Colorado, Lauren and her dad, they're the Galbait team. They're mm-hmm. absolutely phenomenal. They're amazing. And they're just, they're crushing it for their homeowners. They're crushing it for their sellers, their buyers. You should definitely give them a call and I'll have their contact information in the description. Um, so yeah, if you're needing a real estate agent, hit her up.
1: Yeah. Thanks, girl. Appreciate it. All
0: right. Talk to you later. Thank you so much
1: again. Yes. Thank you. You have a good one. You too. Bye-bye.
0: All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Next week, we get to talk with Cooper Robbins from Malarkey Roofing Products. So be sure to tune in. And as always, if you liked what you heard, and even if you learned a little bit, be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and share with your friends. Thanks so much.